welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Uh, hello, church. Hello. Praise the Lord. Hello. Wonderful. And thank you so much for all of you who are looking online to all of us. It's a great blessing and joy that our Lord is a loving Lord yes. and He is present with us right now. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. It was on 2nd February 1979 when the Lord started to speak to me uh, personally and uh, uh, He called me into the ministry. Uh, then uh, I said, yes, Lord, I will come to you. And uh, I was still doing my graduation, but uh, uh, later on what happened, uh, I went to a different country from India. There the Lord started speaking and saying to me, you have to do two things in North India, because North India is the place where the gospel was not coming. And uh, we were to become a the place of rest for our Almighty God in those areas. So I took the challenge and I said, Lord, I am here, use me. So uh, the Lord started uh, working and uh, uh, we uh, started a fellowship in 1980. So after one year of uh, this encounter with our Almighty God, and he said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. We have such a precious Lord that we serve. And even if you are sitting over here, and if you think that I am alone, let me remind all of us, we are not alone. Our Lord is every time with us, even when we are alone, disheartened, but our Father loves us and He cares for us. This is uh, some of the slides which I have prepared and uh, I would love to let you know about the ministry that we are doing in the land of India. But I would love to let, us, let all of us know that, uh, you know, the Lord is faithful and He will be walking with us all the day of our lives. I was married in 1984 with Rina. This was an arranged marriage. And then we had our first born Benjamin. And Benjamin got married to Sheena and she first time came over here and was introduced to all of us over here. They are a part of the fellowship. I have a second child. She's Angela, married to Samuel Debashish. And uh, they have two sons, Nehemiah and Andrew. And uh, Benjamin has a daughter called Catherine. Uh, can you sh shift to the other slide? This is the congregation. The next slide is the congregations that we have in uh, Bhopal. And uh, when we started, we were, it was very difficult for us to start in those areas because we had South Indian, uh, like, you know, South Indian congregation, but they were having their own because India has many languages. 
so in, they were having their congregations in the other language like Malayalam or Tamil or Tamil language, but they didn't had it in Hindi and English because Hindi is the national language. So we started in Hindi and uh, we have this church of all, almost around 400 in Bhopal and we have another church that we have started and are giving covering to around 700 members in this congregation in the next state which is Gujarat. So the second state, uh, those two congregations are there. But then uh, 30 years back, uh, can you slide to the other slide please? Uh, we started a ministry amongst uh, the unreached people group. You may be knowing that our Lord said in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter and 14th verse, that gospel has to reach to all the ethnos or all the nations, and then the end will come. So it is our burden that we should reach to the unreached people group, and our church took the responsibility that we will be reaching out with the gospel to these communities. So the, the, there are this uh, Satnami people group that you are seeing over here on the back. This is the Satnami people group. This is the monthly meeting that we have with them. We serve food with them and then we have mobile schools. And then we are also moving in the Kherwar community people group which was unreached people group. And when we started penetrating into their lives and into the villages, supernatural encounters started happening. I would love to let you know that when we soak the word of Almighty God in our lives, it is, uh, it is a power of Almighty God. It releases power and when those demonic spirits and principalities and powers when they try to uh, stop uh, the word of Almighty God encounters take place and manifestations takes place and those demons they come out and people realize that God is a living God and they have a personal testimony that they give to the people. Can we go to the next slide please? Uh, these are uh, you know what pastor said, uh, the mobile schools of evangelism, this is for 18 months in their own churches that we have these mobile schools in the unreached people group. So they, we are teaching to them and we are raising disciples by teaching them in their own congregation. And I personally believe that world can be reached out each, if each congregation becomes a discipleship center, if we disciple all our people who are coming to in the church, and if we train them, if we teach them, if we really, you know, make them to come to a place where they are inculcated into a divine, divine spirit inside them, that they are 
very well versed that yes, I'm walking with my God and I'm not walking with Satan. So, uh, so all the churches that we are really having, we do mobile schools of evangelism. Right now we are doing 17 mobile schools of evangelism in central India, in Chhattisgarh, in Madhya Pradesh, and in Gujarat state. We also do portable Bible schools. These are two months of portable schools when our Bible school students, where they are trained, they go back to their original villages. And when they start uh, making disciples in their villages, we call few of them, or 40 to 50 of them in one place. We keep them uh, in, uh, in that place. We give four graduates of our Bible school to train them for two months. And when these teachings are going on, uh, strong disciples are raised so that uh, when they go back to their churches, they become elders and they become uh, the stronghold for our Almighty God in those places. There are many illiterates. Um, uh, India is, an, uh, is a community also where orality, gospel has to be given to them because they don't, uh, under, they don't know how to read and write. So we provide uh, um, uh, these audio Bibles also with them. So on one table you are seeing those uh, audio Bibles also. Can we go to the other slide, please? <clears throat> uh, here we have a youth camp. Uh, just this summer we did our youth camp with 185 of the youths coming for four days, staying with us. We have a building with us in Bhopal where we, uh, where we give them uh, fooding and lodging and we keep them for four days and we bring in speakers from different parts of India. Uh, they speak to them and uh, uh, they encounter. We have also have these children's uh, vacation Bible schools and uh, uh, we also train our children in uh, those areas. Can we go to the other slide please? This is our Bible school in Bhopal right now. It is going on with 40 students. And uh, when we train them, we send them to different villages to plant churches in North India. And uh, uh, can you go to the last slide, please? Is there the last slide? Or this is the last slide? This is the last slide. All right. So I would love to let you know that when Pastor was speaking to us, uh, on 28th of January, we were having a meeting with our uh, Bible school student and we had uh, called uh, uh, another pastor from Nagpur and he was there with us. We were sitting and we were singing songs and then uh, you understand, you know, those people came in and they started beating us with uh, rods and irons and uh, uh, this speaker uh, was beaten up uh, on his head, his uh, legs and hands got fractured and his head got broken. I was beaten up and uh, the Bible school students were beaten up. And then uh, later on this pastor, he passed away and he went to be with the Lord. But then I had a heart attack. I was taken to Delhi to be operated and I had a bypass surgery. and. Uh, the Lord raised me up and I give him praise and honor that I am still alive. 
and standing before you uh, to testify to all of us. And let us all be reminded that we are all precious people. We are one family. Are you here? So I, tonight I would love to speak to you on family of families. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. So the church is a family of families. And uh, what Paul was doing when he was planting churches in different places, he was preaching the gospel, he was making disciples, he was bringing them into one place, he was appointing elders, and the qualifications of elders are written in First Timothy 3rd third, uh, chapter and uh, Titus 1st chapter 5th verse onwards. But brothers and sisters, the qualifications of the elders and what Paul was really intending to do, it was not just an organization of a few people around, but it was a family that he was planting. Why? What was the reason behind? And... Uh, if we, if we go on and read in the book of Ephesians, the, eighth, the third chapter and eighth verse onwards, eighth, ninth, and the tenth verse, we see that Paul, when he is writing from jail, this epistle to this church where Timothy was the pastor, and he was writing to them, and he was telling them, that there was a mystery in the heart of Almighty God from the beginning itself. From the beginning itself, our Father Lord was having a mystery in his heart. But now this mystery, when Paul is writing to this church, he is saying, it is now revealed and it is here now. By what? By the church that he was forming. And then Paul writes that there has to be an administration to the ministry, to the church. And when the oikonomo is in proper place, then the whole ministry will be completed. A glorious body will be made. A beautiful bride will be prepared for the coming of our almighty God, for coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we say, I am a family of families? Can we all say, I am a family of families? So Paul is writing, and to make plain to everyone the administration of the mystery, of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Paul is saying, because of that ministry which is revealed and by the administration that the Lord has brought, because of this a glorious body is prepared and the principalities and powers are made known that yes, you did attack in the beginning and broke that family in the Garden of Eden. You, Hanakash, you who were deceiver 
from the beginning and you did not wanted this family to be formed and you wanted to destroy it but now the lord has done a wonderful work and he has done a wonderful work of making this beautiful family brothers and sisters when god created adam and eve in the garden of eden he blessed them be fruitful and multiply and then he also said rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creatures that move on the ground that belongs to us as church we have authority of over all the marine spirits we have authority over all flying spirits we have authority over every creatures that are upon the face of this world and the lord said uh, that he has made us in his own identity we are god's creation we are created in his likeness but the satan hanakash the shining one the one deceiving one the one who is shining like brass that's why but that's why when when moses was asked he was asked to make a bronze serpent when uh, in the book of ezekiel the first chapter when you see the whirlwind there is a brass there which was shining when in the in the book of daniel the 10th chapter when you read it you will understand that there is a brass like thing over there when jebrail was there when in the book of revelation when you read the legs of overall uh, uh, jesus christ was of brass so there was some supernatural being in the garden of eden who wanted to entice eve and adam and break their family let us look into our lives and let us see brothers and sisters about the relationship that we have in our family with our husbands and with our wife do we maintain a good relationship with each other or are we just spending time with each other for these 70 years or 80 years or 90 years and then i sleep in the lord and i don't know where i am going no it is not like that but our lord has blessed us the second fall it was just not this fall but there was second fall also and that was in the 6th chapter when the sons of god saw the, the the daughters of human being they were they came down and they enticed and married and heroes were born or giants were born there was a war against families breaking those families there the satan was enticing and this in this area of bashan when they came around and in the in those places of all around this place of mount hermon their intention was break humanity break them completely destroy them completely let them suffer and let their spirit go go and and we will we will take hold of their spirits brothers sick the third fall which we see in the book of 11th the, the the 11th chapter of the book of uh, of genesis and when when uh, moses is writing in the 32nd chapter of the book of deuteronomy the 8th and the 9th verse he is writing over there 
and he is letting us when the most high god gave the nations to their inheritance when he divided all mankind he set up boundaries for the peoples around according to the numbers of the sons of god for the lord's portion is his people jacob has allotted in allotted inheritance god started dividing the nations when those languages were were given upon the face of this earth and then there were principalities that were made to rule over those nations and every nation has principalities and powers all nations are ruled by some supernatural demonic and principalities upon their lives and they are not ruling properly because book of uh, psalms the 82nd chapter uh, uh, talks of the council of almighty god which is going on and in this council the the elohim god is standing and he is judging the other elohims and he is saying you have not ruled properly and you will be destroyed like man but god wants to keep his inheritance of jacob as his own israel as his own ibrahim as his own and and you know the the the, the lord wants to really give us inheritance forever and ever but he is saying in the book of psalms 82nd chapter the 6th verse i said you are gods you are all sons of the most high that means in this council he is declaring to the other elohims and he is saying you are all sons of the most high but you will die like mere men mere mortals you will fall like every other ruler raise up rise up o god judge the earth for all the nations are your inheritance father lord he is saying to those elohims you will be destroyed because of your misdeed of your unrule upon the nations which i have given to you but i am going to have a family of families which i love and i have created with my own hands and i have made them to live with me forever and ever and let us be reminded brothers and sisters you are special your family is special the lord has called you and i know on 2nd february 1979 when the lord had called me i know he is faithful he loves he will walk with you he will take every small bit of things that you are involved in under his control and he will lead you and he will guide you Lord Jesus Christ our Messiah he came to this place of Basan and he brought his 12 disciples in front of Mount Hermon 
in this place of Caesarea Philippi. And when he was standing over there, in front of him was a cave which was called as Gates of Hades, where the river Jordan came out. There was a temple where Caesar was worshipped and behind was Mount Hermon where Baal was being worshipped. And Jesus asked his disciples, whom do people say that I am? They said, Jeremiah, Elijah, John the Baptist. Why he said that? It's not our subject tonight. And uh, we are not going into the depth tonight. But he said, all right, leave it. Whom do you say that I am? Peter, you know, something happened. And he said, he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And when Jesus saw him, he saw revelation inside him. He saw revelation inside him. And I would love to let all of us know God's word is a revelation to us. God's word is a revelation to us. And whenever, whenever, whenever a servant of Almighty God understands the revelation, he moves in the perfect will of Almighty God. And whenever a servant of God moves in the perfect will of Almighty God, he is in good relationship with him and with our Abba Father and with Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he will love him. He will understand him. He will have deep relationships with him. And he will walk in perfect will of our Almighty God, not in the permissive will of Almighty God. But when Jesus saw Peter, he saw, this is not your revelation. No, no, no. This is not about your revelation. Eve to Eve, Satan said, no, no, you will be like God. She was like God. But then he is enticing her and saying, you will be like God. You know, our speaker for, uh, for, uh, for this fire conference was speaking uh, there. And even in India, people say, my thought is what I believe in. And I don't believe in any other thoughts. They are not submissive. They don't want to submit. But this word of Almighty God is a powerful word. And we have to be, live in the submission in the Garden of Eden and in the family of families. And I want to declare and declare to you that this is the father of the house. These are the elders of the house over here. And we have to obey and we have to live in perfect harmony in the church so that we build good relationship and revelations come to our church and come to our family. And a uh, 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 divine consciousness is created in our families where our children are living in the blessings of Almighty God and they will never be lost and they will be walking in the perfect will of Almighty God. But brothers and sisters, 
when Jesus said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to, to you, but my father has revealed this to you. Yes, the father had revealed this to him. But what happened, you know, when, 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 uh, when, he, when he went on that mountain, but soon in the, six, this is 16th chapter of Matthew, but 17th chapter of Matthew says, when he went on the high mountain, he went on the Mount Hermon, and he was transfigured. And when he was transfigured, he was changed completely. And the book of Romans, the 12th chapter and the, 12th, and the second verse, repeats this same word which, is, which, is, which we are introduced over here in the 17th chapter where he was transfigured. By the renewing of our mind, we are transfigured. By the renewing of our mind, we are changing into the likeness of our almighty God. Yes, day to day. When we are living in the family of families, when you are coming over here, when you are listening to the, uh, to the teachings, when you are listening to the servants of the Most High Almighty God over here, we are trans being transformed into the likeness of our Almighty God. And, uh, and you know, uh, we, 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 we become like Him. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was dying naked. Satan, serpent, Hanakash, you brought nakedness to Adam and Eve because you enticed them and your spirit went inside them. But now you cannot entice them because one died on the cross as naked for them. And that is my Lord, my Messiah, my Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Brothers and sisters, it was just not this. But Jesus Christ did not just nailed those principalities and powers, but he nailed death, he nailed sickness, he nailed all those, uh, those mysteries which were there hidden. He revealed it to us and now the revelation is with us and we understand that we are the glorious body of Almighty God. We are no ordinary person. We are the blessings of Almighty God. Bible says, when, he, when Paul is writing in the book of Colossians, you know, after four and a half years in, his, in the jail, he's writing this letter. And when he is writing this letter, he is writing to the Colossians church where he never visited. Ephras planted this church and, uh, uh, you know, people say that there was a false teaching of Gnosticism, but I don't agree to these people because Gnosticism came in 100, uh, you know, 180, but uh, Paul wrote this letter before, uh, before Gnosticism came. So what Gnosticism was, Gnosticism, if you will go back to the Nag Hammadi uh, script, if you will go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, you will understand that there were Gnosticisms earlier prevalent in the Jewish community. So Paul is writing to them and he is letting this church know there is no worship of angels. 
there is no worship of ideas there is no worship of small gods like that no 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 small jesus is not a small god no he is not a small god brothers and sisters you know these gnosticisms they think that jesus is a small god who created humanity and who created this world because god cannot because god is uh, is very powerful and he cannot create because this world is evil and he cannot create this world but uh, paul is writing to them and letting them know that no jesus is the creator of this world and jesus is the creator of everything in the first chapter in the third chapter from the first verse he speaks don't be people of this earth but you are seated with him in the heavenly places you are seated with him over there can we say i am seated with my lord in the heavenly places in the fifth verse then paul goes on in the third chapter fifth verse he goes on to name the sins that we have to take out and those sins that he is mentioning over there are are sins of uh, are the sins of the flesh the sins of the flesh he is mentioning the sins of the flesh over there then in the eighth verse he is mentioning sins of verbal and breaking relationship breaking relationship are we breaking relationship in our family by verbal abuses are we breaking our relationship because of sinful lusts in our lives when christ was raised he nailed all of these sins on the cross completely totally 100% and he has redeemed us there is nothing that we have to do more for our salvation it is by faith and we will have we live by faith and we move by faith hallelujah praise the lord in the book of ephesians he writes in the 5th chapter 22nd verse wives submit to your husbands submit yourselves unto your own husbands 38 times in the new testament it has come to submit ourselves and for 23 times paul is writing about submission now when we when we when we when we meditate on submission submission is a forceful submission submission is by free will submission is a forceful submission and submission is by free will and this is by free will because we understand umbrella is almighty god and the mystery has been revealed and god is in control and jesus christ our messiah has all paid the all the price and this family which we are living in together is a family of submission and we as a wife of our we as a bride of our almighty god jesus christ have to submit ourselves 
in his hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Even to the husbands, he says, husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Am I loving my Rina in such a way that I die for her and I protect her and I live for her? Your wife is precious. Your wife is very important. You have to live for your wife. Uh, this divine consciousness will come when we live in relationship and when we spend time together as a family of families. I just like to re let you know about the last point and then I'll pray and will bless you. But uh, let me come to this point of uneducated apostles. Because this is a deep subject in our land of India. When teachings will take place in our congregations, in our homes, when we will pray together, when we will meditate the word of Almighty God together, when in the book of Acts of the Apostle, the second chapter, and uh, after the Holy Spirit came over them, they met from house to house while eating and breaking the bread. When they were sitting together, they were worshipping together, they were meditating together, they were teaching each other. They were also meeting in the temple together and worshipping Almighty God. There was a celebratory church. There were small prayer cells or cells where they were meeting and discussing with each other. And there the unlearned apostles, John and Peter, became so learned and developed a divine consciousness that before 70 elders or doctors of the law they could proclaim, your understanding is only theoretical, but our understanding is practical. And we can decree and declare to you that Jesus has healed this person who is standing by our side. And we can declare to you that you only have head knowledge, but we have practical, we have a, a paralysis or boldness that we can say. Our Lord Jesus Christ is living God. And God bless you by this word. And let us develop a critical consciousness. We have a very good and a blessed servant of Almighty God. Our pastor over here. Our elders over here. The, the, the deacons in the church. The feed cork over here. We are doing wonderful ministry for our city. We are doing, even uniting the body of Almighty God all over the place in Ireland. All pastors together, coming together and worshipping together. But I request all of us that we join hands together and we start building. Can we raise our hands and we say, I will build with you, Lord Jesus. I will build with my pastor. I will build with my elders. Amen and amen. Thank you.
you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.